Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Before we jump into today's episode, let's kick things off once again with our More Than Meets the Eye segment brought to you by Oakley. Check out oakley.com and pick up your new favorite sunglasses today. Their new glasses are absolutely amazing. You're absolutely going to love them. So what the heck are you waiting for? Check out oakley.com right now. Our More Than Meets the Eye segment is based on some players that I think don't necessarily always get the credit they deserve and ultimately have a little bit more than the surface level reading of these players. And there is a little bit more than meets the eye. So today we're going to be going over Razul Douglas. And I think people forget just how good he can be as an outside corner. We saw him dominate and play amazing football in 2021. And then last year, there's no question about it. There was a little bit of a step back, but there was a good reason for that. In the weeks that he played as a slot corner and wasn't a primary outside corner, which was weeks one, two, five, six, seven, and eight, his grade per my grades last year was negative 2.10. In all other weeks where he was an outside corner, he graded plus 1.10, which would have been my third highest graded defender a season ago. So, when he played on the outside, he played a very good brand of football. And if you can imagine that he got, what, six more weeks of playing outside corner, that grade probably would have been even better. And when we saw him in 2021, he was dominating on the outside. I don't think it was quite that good at the end of last year, even when he was playing outside corner, but he was still playing a good brand of football and was helping this team. And in my opinion, was a big reason why we saw an improved secondary towards the second half or at least the end of last year. And Eric Stokes had gone out with the injury and Razul kind of got to play his primary position. We got to see Razul Douglas play some really good football again, and it really helped out that defense. He has nine interceptions over the past two seasons, like not even two seasons because they got him, what, six weeks in uh, to 2021. So, but he has nine interceptions in that time frame, including multiple pick sixes. He's a very good outside run defender. In that 2021 season, we forget that he was targeted 66 times, only allowed 34 completions for 360 yards, a 51.5% completion percentage, two touchdowns, five interceptions. And now that he's going to once again be able to focus as a full-time boundary corner, not have to focus on the slot. Remember last year in training camp, he also got moved around to safety a little bit and they experimented with him there. If he can focus 100% on just playing outside corner, I think we're going to see a much better Razul Douglas in 2023 than even when we saw in 2022. And by the way, also played really well on special teams. Last year, he had 170 snaps on special teams for pro football focus with a 72.8 grade. The year before, he had 
had 90 snaps with a 77.6 grade. Those are extremely good special teams grades. He saw the field a lot in that capacity. This is a big time player for Green Bay, who I think has a very big season ahead of him. If he can dominate and play once again, as he did in 2021 as an outside corner, when he's focusing full time on it, that is really going to help this defense. Meanwhile, he should continue to help the special teams as well. Let's jump into our main show. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Really, really fun show lined up for you today. I'm really geeked out about this one. What I'm going to be doing is going through a handful of different wrinkles, position changes, just unique ways to use some of the Packers on this team. Not full-time changes. We saw Tariq Carpenter make a you know change from safety to linebacker this offseason, try to better utilize his skill set and see if he can maybe stick at that position. Everything I'm going over today is nothing like that. I'm not proposing anyone move positions full-time or anything like that, but what I'm going to be doing is going over a few different wrinkles, a few different ways that I think Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry can use some of their fun, exciting players on this team just to maybe get a few different you know, mismatches, some things that are going to be advantageous for the offense or the defense, or just to set their players up for success, or maybe just, maybe just a, a small little wrinkle of change that throws the opposing team off in some way, shape, or form. So those are the things I'm going to be going through today. We'll start with number one on my list, and that is Christian Watson playing a little bit more in the backfield. We can call it at running back if you will. I don't really care what you call it. I just need to see him a little bit more in the backfield. Now, a couple things here. Do you know how many snaps he played in the backfield a season ago for Green Bay? One. He played one snap in the backfield. That has to increase entirely this upcoming season because this is a real mismatch in the NFL right now. Teams are constantly looking for advantageous ways to set up their players for success. We've seen Minnesota do this with Justin Jefferson. Obviously, Debo Samuel spent a great amount of time in the backfield for the 49ers. But even if you don't have a player who you can legitimately just hand the ball off to, uh, even if you just want to use them on some angle routes out of the backfield, that has given defenses a lot of problems with how they're going to match that player. Because most of the time, when you have a player in the backfield, who's matched up across from them? A linebacker, right? And if all of a sudden you've got them lined up in the backfield and teams don't notice it right away, now you might have, you know, just switched things a little bit into your favor and now might get a wide receiver matched up against a linebacker or a safety, or at least are you going to put a corner in that spot? Now, maybe you just hand off the ball and be like, all right, we might get a guard on a corner, uh, you know, to, to, to just run the ball up the field, up the gut and hope we can gain some yardage that way. And with Christian Watson, this is a player that you can legitimately hand the ball off to. And I'll say it one more time. I'm not saying that this needs to be a staple of the offense. I'm not saying we should see Christian Watson receive 20 handoffs a game or anything like that. But I would like to see him play about three to four snaps in the backfield on any given Sunday. And just to see how defenses respond to it. He is a player that you can legitimately hand it to a couple times per game. You want to get the ball in his hands as many times as possible. He is an explosive playmaker. We saw last year on the jet sweeps and the end arounds exactly what he is capable of. It doesn't take much for just a small crease for Christian Watson to go 80 yards at any given moment. 
And I don't expect that a ton, you know, just handing him the ball on like a halfback dive through the middle or whatever, but you never know, number one. And two, what it's going to do is allow you to get some mismatches in your favor. So I need to see a lot more of Christian Watson in the backfield this season. And I'll preface that one more time. Maybe it's not a lot, but if I see it three times per game, you know, that's what, 51 times per season, that's a lot more than the one we saw a season ago. So I think this is an evolution for Christian Watson. They didn't want to put too much on his plate in season one. They wanted to make sure that he was developing as a wide receiver. We know he missed training camp, missed part of the first, you know, what part of the season after that first week, he had some injury issues. So once he got back in the swing of things and he started dominating at wide receiver, then they started doing some more unique things with him. I hope and expect that to expand even this season as they increase his workload, put more on his plate and see what he can handle. But that should include getting him in the backfield more in 2023. Number two is Luke Musgrave as a wide receiver-ish. A couple things here. I'm not talking about just a big slot wide receiver. That's going to happen inherently. He's going to play a ton lined up in line and in the slot. What I'm more talking about is thinking back to Jermichael Finley and how they used him in a variety of different ways. And specifically here in goal line situations, just lining him out wide and letting him do the work on the outside. How are you going to match up with Luke Musgrave on the outside? Are you going to put a corner on him? All right, I feel very comfortable throwing a fade. And I know the red zone fade, the end zone fade, whatever you want to call it, has not been a super efficient play in the NFL as of late. But if I can get Luke Musgrave matched up one-on-one on a, I don't know, six foot or under corner on the outside, I feel pretty good about my jump ball chances and just letting him go up and get the ball. All right, what if it's a safety? All right, well, now I feel like, and even if it's a corner, you're going to fake that fade to the outside and then you're going to cut back and run a slant. We saw Jermichael Finley do this all the time. He's just too quick. If you're playing that slot a little bit too aggressively, uh, the slot fade, I should say, just the fade uh, too aggressively, you're going to be susceptible to a in-cutting route. And that's where I want to see Luke Musgrave have some of that success as well. Is And I think that's what makes him so special in playing him on the outside, just like Finley could, is they could legitimately go fade or they could legitimately go slant. You could run the back shoulder fade to them. You could run, if they play off of you, you can almost run a little bit of a, a screen action and just see if they can get in the end zone that way. There's just so many things that you can do in that situation. Get your running back in the backfield, get three wide receivers off to one side. And if you can have Luke Musgrave isolated as a wide receiver, a big wide receiver, one-on-one on the other side, you are going to get some advantageous matchups. If it's a linebacker, good night. He's going to cut in on that slant and make hay all day, every day. So that is a mismatch piece for Green Bay that I really, really like and I think can be super advantageous for him this upcoming season. Number three, Lucas Van Ness doing his best Zedaria Smith impression. Now, we already know that LVN is going to play some on the edge, and he's going to play some as an interior defensive lineman, most likely in some obvious passing situations. That's all well and good. That goes without saying. But remember what Zedarius was so good at from time to time was lining up over center, standing up and just bull rushing that center, using an arm over move, using a quick first step, whatever he needed to do to get to the quarterback and provide immediate pressure. And Green Bay has the talent to do this. You can have LVN line up over center with you know Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt lined up as your interior defensive lineman right next to him. And then you still have Preston Smith 
and Rashawn Gary once he's healthy on the outside, or even in the meantime, Preston Smith and Kingsley and Igbari on the outside. So you've got two good pass rushers still on the outside and two really good ones if you've got Rashawn Gary out there healthy. You've got Devontae Wyatt and you've got Kenny Clark rushing from the inside and collapsing the pocket. And now you've got Hercules himself, what, 6'5", 275, super fast, super athletic, super strong, edge rusher extraordinaire, Lucas Van Ness coming right over your center. As soon as that ball is snapped, he is right on you. That's where that raw athleticism and athletic traits can really show out. I want to see LVN in that Zadarius Smith role and see him rush over the center a little bit. We've seen Rashawn Gary do it a little bit with some success. I think LVN might be set up even a little bit better for it, but that is something I want to see in Green Bay's bag this year as well. And just think of that five-man rush too, right? Gary and Smith off the edge, Devontae White, Kenny Clark, and then LVN rushing over center. And you're, if you're coming with five, they have to be ready for that. You're going to get one-on-ones across the line. If there is a tight end to chip, they're going to probably chip on Gary, but LVN still has that one-on-one. Preston's one-on-one, Kenny's one-on-one, Devontae's one-on-one. You have to like that. And even if you want to, you can go that five-man rush. And then Preston, I know we don't love the Preston Smith dropping into coverage stuff, but he's not terrible at it. And if you come with five just to get that you know, one-on-one for everyone else and then drop Preston into coverage, you still have a four-man rush. But what you've done is you've set everyone else up for one-on-ones, including Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and Lucas Van Ness. So, and then you still have seven back in coverage. That can make things very challenging for the opposing offense. So would love to see LVN in that Zadarius Smith role this upcoming season. Number four is one I talked about a little bit more last year, but I'll re-up it a little bit right now. And that's Quay Walker in a 3-3-5. And this is, again, just little wrinkles that you can throw at teams that maybe they're not expecting. I would love to see a TJ Slayton at nose tackle with Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt as your sort of like kind of like a 3-4, but basically you're running a 3-3-5, right? So nose tackle and two defensive ends with Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt. And then you've got three you know, basically like off-ball linebackers. So we're not talking edge rushers here per se. We're saying off-ball linebackers. So you've got Devondre Campbell as your inside linebacker. You've got Quay Walker as one of your outside linebackers. And then I would love to see Lucas Van Ness here as the other outside linebacker. I think he's athletic enough to make this work. But in that situation, imagine this. You've got three down linemen, you've got three off-ball linebackers, and then you've got five defensive backs. So you could drop all of those, you know, those three outside linebackers, those three off-ball linebackers, and come with just a three-man rush and say, hey, we're just going to come with three with Slayton and Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt, and we'll, you know, keep our other three back in coverage. But what's really fun here is that the way that that alignment is set up is your fourth rusher, could be Lucas Van Ness from one side. It could be Quay Walker from the other side. Or maybe you just bring Devondre Campbell, who's a pretty good blitzer in his own right, right up the middle. And that makes it very challenging because you've got those three sort of tight interior defensive linemen, which makes it tough to run inside. You've got two players in Quay Walker and Lucas Van Ness, who I feel like can still set the edge appropriately. I think Van Ness is going to be fine dropping into coverage based off his athleticism. I know Quay Walker is going to be. You know, Campbell certainly can drop back in coverage as well. So you could see just the three-man rush. You could see a four-man rush with LVN coming off the edge. You could see a four-man rush with Quay Walker coming off the edge. You could see a four-man 
rush with Devondre Campbell coming up the middle. You could see a five-man rush with both guys coming off the edge or a five-man rush with Campbell and Quay or Campbell and LVN. You could see a six-man pressure. Like it just really opens up your options. And I think everyone in that situation is still capable of doing everything. You want to drop back, you know, LVN and Quay Walker into coverage as your pseudo outside linebackers in this situation. I feel comfortable with that. I think you can get away with that. If you want to blitz any of those guys, they're all up to that task as well. So that is a very fun formation that I think is one that, especially with Rashawn Gary out to start the season, I would like to see a little bit of experimentation with and just see what maybe they're able to accomplish with it and just see if it maybe throws the offense off just a little bit. Number five, definitely one I've talked about in the past. And again, just a little wrinkle. It doesn't have to be even once a game, just a sprinkle here or there. I want to see Keyshawn Nixon on offense. And maybe it's just as a decoy on a end around or a jet sweep. Maybe you you know, maybe you hand it off to Keyshawn Nixon on an end around and then he pitches it back to Christian Watson and Watson's going the other way and everyone's thinking, oh, Nixon's in the game. They're going to give it to him and they're all hyper-focused on him because he's in the game. And all of a sudden you pitch it back to Christian Watson on a double reverse and Watson takes it the other way. And now the defense is a little bit off tilt and not ready for something like that because they're hyper-focused on Keyshawn Nixon being in the game. Even if it's just a decoy, even if you hand it to him as a running back once every five games, even if you throw a quick jet, you know, or a bubble screen to him once every five games. Just a little bit something to keep the defense guessing. I'm like, oh, why is number 25 in the game? Oh, that's the guy that can return the kicks all the time for touchdowns. Maybe we should keep a little extra eye on him. So maybe five to 10 times this season is all I'm asking for. But I think those five to 10 times can give the defense a little bit more to think about. And I am all for trying to you know confuse opposing defenses, keep them on their feet, etc. Number six, another one that we've talked about in the past, but that's Caleb Jones filling that Mercedes Lewis role. Listen, I will I love the idea of like a six nine 380 pound offensive lineman being used as a extra blocker in run situations. And you can obviously go play action off of that as well. They're like, oh, they've got that extra huge mammoth offensive lineman in the game. They're probably going to run. Nope. Gotcha. Now Luke Musgrave's coming across the formation, running his 4-4-40, what it seems like, even though it's a little slower than that in uh, testing, it looks like that out on the field. And now he's, you know, you're off leverage and he's coming free and he's got space to run. That's something that you can set up. But just imagine having that type of mammoth human being in the game as an extra run blocker. How are you going to match up with that on defense? Are you probably going to go more of a base defense? Okay, we'll just keep Caleb Jones into pass protect. And maybe we motion, you know, some of our running backs out into the formation. Maybe you've got DeGuara and Jones in the backfield, right? With Caleb Jones at tight end as the extra tight end. And then you've got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs out on the field. All right. So now you all of a sudden that you see them in a base defense, you can put Josiah DeGuara and Aaron Jones out wide, go with a six-man offensive line. One of them's going to pass protect. You're going to have Caleb Jones report as eligible just to give them something to think about. And now you've got an empty formation with six offensive linemen. They're in base defense. Aaron Jones, Josiah DeGuara maybe lined up to one side behind, um, I don't know, let's let's just use like Luke Musgrave on the other side. So it feels like it's a, a big formation, right? So you've got Musgrave, Jones, and DeGuara on the right side. You can have Jones lined up behind them. If they don't put numbers over there, you're going to be able to throw that quick screen to, you know, to Aaron Jones running behind two tight ends in Musgrave and DeGuara. 
You can also have Christian Watson one-on-one, hopefully on the other side, depending on how they match up everything else. So again, it's just things to make the defense really, really think and have to go through the motions. And you can just put it out there early in a game, like third snap of the game, put something like that out there and see how they match up. And if you like your matchup with it, maybe you come back to it a few more times throughout the course of the game. If they matched up well to it and you're like, ah, we don't really have an advantage here, then scrap it. Go to something else and try something different. But Caleb Jones playing that Mercedes Lewis role. They don't have a good, you know, a great blocking tight end. That's gone. That's over with. They're going to have to be a bit more creative. I've talked about this in the past, but when Mercedes Lewis was hurt, they used Rick Wagner in that role. They used a legitimate offensive tackle. I could see that again. Maybe it's Yash Nyman if he's not the starter. Maybe they end up using, you know, one of the other offensive line. Who knows? Rashid Walker. It could be anyone, but I really like the idea of the mammoth Caleb Jones coming in and being that extra blocker. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Number seven, I posed this question on uh, Twitter the other day. This is something else. Three snaps every five weeks or something like that. But with Aaron Rodgers gone... It's possible that there's there no ever real reason to use a wildcat formation when you had Aaron Rodgers. You never wanted to take Aaron Rodgers off the field as a quarterback. So there was never really any you know inclination or desire to use any sort of wildcat. And yes, wildcat has gone a little bit out of, you know, it, it's not it's no longer in vogue and it's out of popularity, but I still think there's a 
surprise use of it every now and again, just to throw something at a team. So the question I posed was, who do you want as your Wildcat quarterback? There's no Randall Cobb anymore. So I think there's a couple options here. I think the first and the one that I would probably go with is Jaden Reed. Uh, Jaden Reed ran a couple, you know, reverses at Michigan State where he threw the ball himself and they've used him in a couple trick plays and he's thrown the ball pretty well. He threw a touchdown pass. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he's done a little bit of that. I think he has that agility, that decision-making, that playmaking skill. I think you trust him with the ball in his hands and to, you know, hand it off when he needs to hand it off or keep when he needs to keep. I think those are some things that you can use him for. That would probably be the player that I go with. Bo Melton has also been a player who has done some of that at Rutgers and run some Wildcat stuff. That could be another player if he actually makes the 53, but I really like Jaden Reed. I'll say it one more time. I'm not talking about any sort of full-time use. Do I need to see this a, a ton through the course of it? No. In fact, if we're seeing a lot of anyone at Wildcat, that probably means that things have not gone very well for Jordan Love. But as a surprise on a two-point conversion play, if you have something drawn up or you just need to do something different, your offense is a little bit stagnant, hey, let's get a snap for Jaden Reed at Wildcat. You could even do a Jaden Reed with Christian Watson next to him in the backfield. How fun would that be with uh, you know with how teams you know, combine a couple of our, our ideas here? Have Hey, let's combine three of them. Let's put Keyshawn Nixon in motion, fake the uh, jet sweep to him, fake the handoff to Christian Watson inside, and then Jaden Reed's keeping on the outside and everyone's just confused at that point. So Jaden Reed, Wildcat quarterback, one that they could experiment with a little bit here and there as well. Number eight, Carl Brooks as a run-stuffing edge rusher. And he right now is focused primarily on being a defensive lineman, which I appreciate. And I think it's best to get him to that strong start and focusing on what he is going to be long-term, which is an interior defensive lineman. But he played so well on the edge at Bowling Green that maybe you don't want to do that in a full-time capacity, but there has to be a, a way that you get a 300 pound edge rusher on the field, especially in some obvious rundowns. Like you want to have a, a big guy out there setting the edge, but that can also bring a little bit of heat if all of a sudden it's a passing play. How about Carl freaking Brooks? That is a ideal situation for an obvious rundown where you, you know, Carl Brooks is probably not going to be up to snuff as an interior defensive lineman on run stopping situations, but as an edge rusher, I mean, who do you want out there? Carl Brooks or Kingsley Nigbari as a run stopper? I want Carl Brooks and you could even go, you know, probably you know, Preston Smith's a pretty good run defender, but that's a 300 pound guy. I don't necessarily mind, you know, trying that out either. So I think there's a couple different ways that they could use that, but Carl Brooks as a run stopping edge defender is something that certainly is uh, giving me some happy thoughts and hopefully it's something they use this upcoming season. Number nine is Jonathan Ford as just a run stopping specialist. All right. He is a big human being. He has a lot of bulk. He can be used as a true nose tackle and he's their sixth defensive lineman right now. What I would do if I were the Packers is I would say, we're not even going to care about what you are, or what you can do as a pass rusher. We, we're not trying to make you a well-rounded defensive lineman right now. We are going to make you into a run-stopping weapon. And I would be working on him with his, you know, his footwork and his leverage and his hands and his pad level to make him the best run defender possible. If, if he could become that, if he could just become a great run defender and I could get 10 snaps out of Jonathan Ford in some obvious rundowns, some goal line situations, some end zone, red zone situations, whatever that may be, it's fourth and inches, fourth and one. 
and I have a 300 plus pound nose tackle that can be a dominant run defender, that's what I'm hoping for. And if you can weaponize him and specialize him in that capacity, I think that would be a long way for Jonathan Ford becoming a viable 53-man roster candidate and finding a way that a player like that can help you. I go back to the Miami Heat this past season, who they found ways to weaponize their undrafted free agents and guys that nobody else wanted. They played them to their strengths. How can you use that in an NFL system? How can you use that in a NFL franchise? And to me, it's weaponizing players to give you specific skill sets. Jonathan Ford is a player that I think I can weaponize and get 10 to 12 really good snaps out of and make it so that teams are you know, having a much harder time running in, you know, whether it's fourth and one, fourth and inches, third and one, red zone situations, et cetera. He can be used in that capacity. I would, I, you know, I think it would be a great use of his skill set and talents in a way to get him roster eligible as a 53-man roster player. All right, number 10 in the same vein is Tariq Carpenter as a tight end matchup specialist. This is all I would basically be having him focusing on outside of special teams. If you can make him into a player, he's got great size. He's got good agility for a linebacker slash safety. He's been great on special teams. He's got great intensity, good energy. Let's make this player into somebody who can match up with tight ends, some of those more difficult tight ends to match up with. And listen, sometimes you're just going against the Travis Kelseys of the world and there's no perfect player. But right now at safety, are you going to use Darnell Savage, who's undersized and not great in coverage? Are you going to want to use a Quay Walker? Maybe. Devondre Campbell? Maybe. Like you're not going to want to use a corner against some of those guys. Maybe Razul Douglas could do a little bit of it, but now you're taking him out of his natural spot on the outside, playing him back in like more of a slot role, which we don't want to see. So I would like to see Tariq Carpenter be specialized as a tight end stopper uh, extraordinaire and see what he can do in that capacity. Again, same thing we talked about with Jonathan Ford. If there's a way that you can weaponize and specialize these players, it makes them more viable to be active on game days. They're more valuable, especially Tariq Carpenter's already valuable on special teams. That would give him a true role in that defense and maybe something that he could get really good at and would help this defense in the long term. So just to run these down one more time, Christian Watson in the backfield, Luke Musgrave out wide, Lucas Van Ness running that Zedarius Smith uh, over the center, you know, pass rush game, Quay Walker slash LVN in a 3-3-5, uh, Keyshawn Nixon on offense, Caleb Jones at tight end, Jaden Reed in Wildcat, Carl Brooks run stopping edge, Jonathan Ford run stuffing specialist, and Tariq Carpenter tight end stopper extraordinaire. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new show. Don't miss it. Make sure to subscribe. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call click or just stop by granger for the ones 
who get it done.